0: Holy Spirit. And I want to talk to you, you know, everybody's about the Holy Spirit. But um, I just want us to, you know, tonight to really expect that God's gonna really do something and give us an expansion so that we'll we'll expand. Everyone say expansion. And we've been talking about, you know, we've been talking about a word that was given, and I think the Lord needs to give us capacity in our inside as he gives us, you know, a greater rule and a greater expansion of the kingdom around us, right? You understand what I'm saying? So we can't take more until we can receive more. And so God wants to give us a a little bit of an illustration today, and he wants to show us some things. And I believe he's going to expand something inside of us. So just for light of light, I just want you to see, you know, When you receive the Holy Spirit, something happens to us, right? We receive the light of God. We receive the presence of God. And I I really feel like the Father wants to show us how he wants to make himself bigger inside of us. Are you agreeing with me? And there's so many good things that he wants to do. But I, I want us to see that sometimes there's things that get in the way that the Holy Spirit can't move through. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes we constrict what God's about to do. So I'm going to ask you what you would rather have. Ready? This could be the Holy Spirit inside of you right now, right? This little light of mine. Come on, I'm going to let it shine. Can you see that? It's kind of small, but for for purpose. It's It's a flickering candle, Right? And so you receive something from heaven, right? So we're going bigger going home with this one. But God wants wants us to really understand what he wants to do. So inside of us, he wants us to be in this, right? He wants the inferno. He wants the burning of his presence to be inside of us like this. He doesn't want just a little fire. He doesn't want a little twinkle, twinkle, little star. <laughs> well, how I wonder how something's going to happen. And, and we laugh, but but the reality is, I could just leave that burning and the Holy Spirit can burn the whole time right while I'm up here. I need my notes, maybe. But I had this thought, you know, that the Spirit of God wants to just expand inside of us. And there's things that I feel like the Lord wants to speak to us and I, I really want us to look. We're going to pretty much stay docked in three chapters. So I'm going to preach three chapters of John to you. Is that, can I do that? And, and the Spirit of God is going to speak to us so that we learn or oh, that God's going to help us to go, come on, go big or go home. Because I really want to go big and I don't want to go home. I want to go do this stuff, and I want the Holy Spirit to just take over areas in our lives. But here's the thing. The Spirit of God can move. He moves in our spirit, man, right? And what happens is, you know, the Holy Spirit comes, and we receive Him, but there's a whole lot of soul and a whole lot of fleshly things in our lives that gets in the way of that. Right, So the inferno doesn't burn because God's trying to get at some things and he wants those things to be moved out of the way. And I said, God, what are those things? And he began to speak to me about fruit and why God doesn't move in a greater capacity in any, in any single person. And it can be moving in great areas in certain people, but they're depleted in certain areas with fruit. Right, because God, the fire of God is on is not on the gift necessarily. I mean, God gives us gifts, but the Holy Spirit is wanting us to walk in integrity and in boldness. Right, well, but with integrity that we grow into the person He's called us to. So that actually, Christ, remember the the vision I released that that the image of Christ, that the stamp of Christ, that what He looks like is inside of us. Right, and it's it's really there. It's not just almost there. You know. Because God is not almost anything. And I feel like the fire of heaven is wanting to speak to us so that we can expand. That God's voice is going to speak to us so that we grow, that we increase, right? Let me find where I'm at. Because there's an ever-increasing kingdom inside of you. So there's... You receive salvation. Everyone in this room has received salvation. If you didn't, by the end of the night, you will. But but I'm telling you that the Lord is wanting to speak and increase your life in such a capacity. Romans 15, 13 says this, Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing. Now just stop there for a second and think with me. If he fills you with hope, and he fills you with joy and peace, because Jesus said that. He said he came to give us all fulfillment and joy, right? He wants to give you joy in the Holy Spirit, and he wants to give you peace. And then, you know, as righteousness is, come on, living and moving inside of us, you've you've received Christ. Your whole life has been put back in order, whether you know it or not. And here's the problem. We get stuck looking at the stuff. And we get stuck with self-consuming things that keeps us blocked from the presence and power of God. Are you hearing me? Okay. And so it says this, now may, may the God of hope fill you. How many want to get filled? I want to be filled. I want to be filled to the fullness. Right? With all joy and peace in believing. And we're going to get, this is going to come all the way around at the end of the night. Back to faith and believing. Right? Right? That you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. And come on, sometimes we end up walking around thinking that God is not loving us. God's not doing what we expected Him to do. And we kind of get that orphan thing and we kick in the dirt thinking, things aren't turning out the way I thought. But I'm telling you that the God of peace and the God of hope and the God of joy is going to fill you in your inner man, right? Psalm seventy-eight says this: "Give them drink in abundance, like the depths." And he brought streams out of the rock. Remember, with Moses, brought streams out of the rock. He brought abundance of water out of the rock. Meaning what? That there's nothing. That there's no. There's no low-level Jesus. There's no no low-level river God. And God wants to move us into this place. So imagine this gift. I just showed you this, but imagine this gift that God wants to give you. And I just thought of it, you know, it is the gift of the Holy Spirit, but he gave us a gift of himself, of his very essence, of who he is to live inside of us. And the whole thing is getting God to come outside of us, right? Because once we receive him, this is the biggest problem of the church is that we don't get him outside of us. Right, Every believer, we receive salvation, we receive the Holy Spirit. Come on, and, and healing's not manifesting, and prosperity's not manifesting, and all the things that I was told in the Word, because I believe prosperity's in the Word. I believe that God wants to release fire of the heaven, that you you lay hands on the sick, and they all recover. Right? Like I testified about the young man last week. Just went into that little school, prayed for him, just spoke the Word, and he was healed instantly. Awesome. Right? Degenerative disc. Just like that. Because it's easy stuff for God. You know, we tend to complicate things. So so I just want you to imagine that God gives us this crazy gift. It's amazing. I want all of you to have this gift. And you shouldn't leave tight without this gift in the fullness. And it's the gift of the Holy Spirit. But out of that... It's a gift that gives us the very essence of who he is and the deposit of what he is inside of us. The very God of the universe, that means all eternity inside of us. And when I say all eternity, it's like he already knows you're in from the beginning. What I'm saying is this, that as Abraham was walking the earth, you were here at this time. That eternity doesn't have a timeline. That as Abraham was giving his sacrifice, and Jacob and Esau (laughs) were fighting for a birthright, and you and I were sitting here today, it's all in the same place. If you can comprehend that. And therefore, this is what God wants us to do. The same Holy Spirit that was there at the Day of Pentecost is the same Holy Spirit that that's there at the day at the end time that you're already in. That you're already at the end of. That God's already brought us into that place, and you haven't seen it yet, but He knows the future, and He never fails. Psst, psst, psst. Yeah. Yes, I know. A good but it's good stuff. And we have to think of God this way because inside of you is that very person who is eternal and who lives inside of you. And so the truth of who the Holy Ghost is, is we're going we're to try and go a little further tonight. And I, I speak on the Holy Spirit a lot, but we need the grace. <laughs> Come on, I need the ability, God. I need to be expanded on my inner man so that I can grab hold of this. And I'm telling you, I'm just reading through three chapters of John, and I'm like, there is so much here, it's just, you could spend, spend a month there, and I still wouldn't have it all out, right? And it's just speaking about the Holy Spirit. And what happens when you have the Holy Spirit inside of you, and you pray. Because Jesus is, is adamant about the fact that when we pray, stuff happens. And why does it happen? Because you have God inside of you so that when you speak something and you declare something, it begins to activate and move and you have creative power in your speech to make things appear. We're going to go right to the depths of faith. But God will blow your mind. And I think God wants to blow our minds. I think he wants to do the extraordinary. I think he wants to go way beyond we can think. Right? And so he gives us our very, uh, his very essence inside of it and do- deposits that inside of it. He gives us the ability to hear and see things that only he can express on the earth. Are you understanding that? As a believer, you receive things from God that only you can receive by the Spirit of God. Isn't that what the Bible says? You can't receive it by the natural man. And so here's what God's trying to do. Move the natural man out. He's trying to move the natural man outside of you and get, come on, he's trying to bust up and break up the soul. Come on, your soul's saved. But he's trying to move it out of the way so that the Holy Spirit can grow inside of you to such a capacity that that little fire that I even showed you on the big pad is not even what what I'm talking about tonight. That doesn't even give a good illustration. But he does, come on, this is the gift that you've been given. The ability to reverse sickness. To speak and release creative miracles. And we don't want to ever lose the supernatural out of the church because the more, Come on, the American church needs a supernatural move of God. Yes, New England needs a supernatural move of God. Amen. The ability to discern and know the truth. Ready? Here's what happens. The church gets real flaky and weird about extra, come on, extra biblical experiences. But I'm telling you, if you're seeking the spirit of truth, that you won't be led astray. You won't be led into weird. Come on. If you're asking the spirit of God to speak to you in truth and you keep the word before you and you live in a life of prayer and intimacy with the Father, you will not be deceived. Is that okay? You won't be. Because we're seeking Him. I'm seeking Him, so I won't be deceived. I won't be off in la-la-land someplace. And and hopefully I'm listening to godly counsel around me. Come on. Amen. So, and He gives us the ability to let His creative spirit through us establish things. And then access much more, dot, dot, dot. Because if, I, if that's an exhaustive list, then I don't come on, that's just a little bit of what God's doing for us, what he's given us as an ability. So, so the only thing that holds us back from more of him is our soul. I'm telling you right now, guys, this is the whole key. I just saw it like plain as day that the Holy Spirit, he doesn't want you to have that little flicker. Come on. Because what happens is, yeah, I get the Holy Ghost, I get this much light. But what he's trying to do is take over the whole inner man. He's trying to take over your whole inside spirit man. Right? This is where your spirit man is. It's not up here. Your spirit. Your soul, your body. He's trying to get rid of the soul. Annihilate the soul. And let you be spirit man. Okay? So John 14... We we'll start here, and we get going. But it says this in verse 11: says, "Believe me, that I am in the Father." I better open my Bible because I know there's more, and I'm gonna mess if I don't. It says, "Believe me, that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me." Or else, believe me for the sakes of the works themselves. So that's ready. I am in the Father, and the Father's in me. Talking about unity, not unity of the body, not unity of the churches, talking about you with the Father. All through 15, 16, 17, it's not about unity of the church. That may be part of it. It's about you having union with Him. Because if there's no divine union, then come on, He cannot grow inside of you. And so the the message of intimacy is absolutely, absolutely essential for your growth. Not, the, not just the message, but actually living it. Jesus. Experiencing God. How many want to experience God tonight? I came here to experience the Father. I came here to release the Father. And God will release himself to as much. And we prayed in the back room, and I declare, I declare and decree that nothing will get in the way of what God wants to do in your life tonight if you just release yourself to him. The goodness of God wants to come and meet you. And he wants to come and take over your life. And so he's just saying, open the door, let me come in, and I'll bring you to a whole other level. So he says this, that I'm in the Father and the Father's in me, or else believe me for the sakes of the works themselves, right? So he says this, that the works will witness who God is, right? Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me and the works that I do also, ready... We love this verse. The greater works in these will he do because I go to my Father. Ready? Verse 13. And whatever you ask, and whatever you ask, and whatever you ask in my name, I will do. I will do. I will do that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, that's two times in two verses. If you ask anything in my name, I'll do it. How many have ever been frustrated because God's not answering prayers? Get ready, because God's going to begin to, come on, shake some things and move some things so that prayers that you, the things that you decree and declare just begin to happen. Come on, sometimes, I, I don't know, I've, I've been in places where I start thinking things and then they start happening. Isn't it? That's awesome, isn't it? If you just start thinking it, that's not even a prayer, and I'm... My pro, my, what happens is I don't decree and declare things. So, I, so I'm going to start decreeing and declaring things, right? I love declaration. I do. I, I operate in that when we're in, you know, together here. But for myself, I said this last week, I don't declare, I don't decree things over my life that I should be seeing, that I should be walking in, that my kids should be walking in, that my wife should be walking in, that my dog should be walking in. I, come on, I start grabbing the dog by the face because he's got a tumor. I'm like, this is not a in my house. Enough. I'm serious. I'm dead serious. I don't care if it's my dog. I love my dog. My family loves my dog. God knows how dear the dog is to the heart. Come on. And so I just, come on. And he's happy and he's not in pain. But that doesn't belong on him. Like Damon says, that can just go. Right? Holy Spirit's so good. He wants to release... A greater understanding on our lives. So just right there he said, Whatever you ask, it'll be done. Whatever you ask, it'll be done. You don't have to work for it, you don't have to strive for it, but you just gotta let me in. Let me into the situation. Move aside and let me into the situation, right? So and then he said, I will pray that the Father that I'll that he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever, the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive. Uh oh. That's a key. Why? Because if the spirit of this age is living inside of us, we can't receive faith to believe and declare and decree. I'm telling you, you're going to get a good faith message tonight. But it's going to be healthy and whole. Not about blabbing it and grabbing it. It's going to be about releasing the grace of God on your life so that you can believe God and God will begin to move things. I'm telling you, I prayed for my friend 15 years that tumors would go away. They're not gone yet. I don't know what that is, but I'm telling you, it's getting old. Come on. you got to decree and declare things that people will be made whole. And listen, it doesn't matter about hop what. All right, I won't go there. Stop. That's a road. I don't need to go down. The spirit of truth. Whom the world cannot receive. Because it neither sees him or knows him. The Lord wants you to have an eye and a single eye. Right? Can't receive him? Why? Because the spirit of the age cannot see Jesus. Come on, he's masked. Why do we have to? Why do we pray? This is what Paul said. He said you got to pray that the spirit of the age will be broken down, that the veil is gone, and so on. Every believer, we need to believe that God's going to release and bring down veils everywhere in my life where I'm not seeing fruit. Say the word fruit, because I'm telling you, God is looking for fruit. He's looking for fruit that's eternal, that fruit that, that lasts forever, he's looking for the fruit. So whatever I speak and whatever I declare I need to come on I need to come in agreement with it. I don't just declare it, I come in agreement with it. <laughs> agreement. You got to believe what you see come on you've got to believe and expect that God's going to re- release those things right? But you know him, come on, this is you. You know him, because you're a disciple, and this is who he's talking to, and he dwells with you, and he will be in you. So this is pre, you know, Acts 1-8, when the Holy Spirit came. So he's saying, he's with you, and we talked about this last week, and I probably say it every week, but he's beside us, and he's indwelling inside of us, right? So this is the whole thing that I want to, I just want to focus on, because God can be around you, and God can do sovereign things, he can do sovereign things. He can do sovereign miracles around us when we, we just see stuff happen. But I'm telling you right now, he wants to own you. He's giving you the seal of the Holy Spirit as a guarantee, but he's wanting to fill your life in such a way that you're exploding with the presence and power of God. Amen. That you're, the fruit that's hanging off of you draws people to him. Jesus. Right? That it's a fruit That people go, wow. Like there's certain people that I know that just walk in this love that I'm just like, wow. And what happens is it draws all people to that. And there's people that are just filled with faith that you go, I just want to be with that person. That will build my faith up. Right? And there's people that move in healing that you're just like, wow come on, I want to get under that. And when you're under that, I notice when people come in here, sometimes they come under a prophetic anointing or they'll come under a healing anointing in this place. And they'll begin to give me words that are like off the charts. And I'm like, they're like, I don't even know where this came from. I'll tell you where it came from. It's in the atmosphere. It's what we cultivate in this place, right? It's good. And so the spirit of God wants to just speak and he says this, he says, he continues, he says, if you love me, oh, where am I? What verse was that on? Okay, the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans, I will come to you. I like that promise. I don't know about you, but I love that promise. Amen. That means I won't ever be forsaken. That means I have this confidence that Jesus is walking right with me and he's walking right with you and he's, come on, he just wants to come into your life and always be there. See, the throne of our heart, this is what we're talking about, the throne. Where's the throne? And who's on the throne? And what dwells on that throne? So he's going to give us the spirit to understand that. In 1 Corinthians 2.10, I kind of touched this earlier, but it says, God has revealed them to us through his spirit. For the spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. And so big results come from God, right? And he comes from giving you a greater capacity. It comes from giving you a greater capacity. And it's, you know, you know when certain people have tapped into deep places with God. How many know someone? You know, Come on, you know people that have, you've been around that have touched the deep places of God. And I'm telling you, God wants to do that with every person in this building. It's not just for a few. It's because people learn to yield. Yield their lives, right? And so we want to see the Holy Spirit come in and the same Spirit, some of the Spirit-filled believers that tapped into the deep places with the Lord. And the operation of the Holy Spirit is moving inside of us because we yield to a greater... Come on. We yield ourselves. We submit ourselves to him. Right? And so you know that, that verse, actually Matthew 16, says this, that Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. And that word, what, this, what, this, what the Lord was speaking about was, whoever will lose their soul. Because right after it says, what will profit a man to gain the whole world, yet lose his soul? And so do you know the word suke, which is soul, is what Jesus is talking about. How do you lose your soul? You deny yourself. What does that look like? I started thinking about the fruits of the Spirit, you know. And um, what the power of, of God that comes through that. And the Lord wants to break us from every soulish thing, right, in our lives. That we can receive the fullness of the Spirit. So what's he doing? He's breaking, come on, the spirit of breakthrough. He's breaking the soul. The soul nature, right? Right? And he who edify. How do we break the soul nature? How many speak in the Holy Ghost? How many speak in tongues? Okay, I'm just checking. Listen, when you pray in the Holy Spirit, Paul said this. It does what? It edifies yourself. If you don't pray in the Holy Spirit, we need to pray that you get your prayer language tonight. Because it helps you edify your spirit. I don't, I'm telling you, I could go off on this. But we don't pray. I don't pray enough lately, too. It's like when you pray in the Holy Ghost, and I'm not saying just you know, when you pray in the Holy Spirit, when you pray with the Spirit, when you pray with the Holy Spirit inside of you, speaking in tongues, it stirs you. It stirs your spirit. It strengthens because edify is strengthen. Edify means strengthen. And so we want to strengthen our spirit, man. And we want to release a grace out of our lives to stir and to say, the Holy Spirit, come in a, in a fresh way that you come in and you not only, come on, we want revival inside of us, but I need a transformation and a reformation inside of my spirit. It's more about the reforming of who I am, right? Of who he created me to be. So John 16 Verse twelve. I jump around a little. Verse twelve. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. However, when He, the Spirit of Truth, comes, has come, He will guide you in all truth, and He will not speak on His own authority, but whatever He hears, He will speak, and He will tell you things to come, and He will glorify Me. For he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore I said that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. This is right after he goes through this whole exhortation about, listen, you're no longer servants. You're friends. And the Lord wants us to have a different perspective on our relationship with him. That you are not, you are servants. Come on, you're servants of the most high. But you, come on, Abraham was a friend. And we have the Holy Spirit living inside of us, and He wants to build a relationship, a friendship, a fellowship inside of us. Come on, and you conversing to the Father, and speaking to the Father, and guess what? Sometimes He's going to say things that we don't like, and He's going to try and move things in our lives that we don't want to hear. But I'm telling you right now, this is, where, this is where the rubber meets the road. This is how the transformation begins. Because when we agree with the transformation process, when we agree with the reformation process, then he begins to change you. And then the soul, come on, is going to get crashed. It's about breaking up the fallow ground. And that's where all the fallow ground in your heart is, is in the soul. Come on, I know i are getting... A little bit deep on this but just bear with me and he wants to we want to live in a place of power I don't want to visit it I don't want to I don't I don't want to just visit and have a you know good meeting I want to live in the place of power I want to live in the place of the anointing I want to live out of the anointing I don't want to live out of come on, a one moment one thing you know I have an encounter I live like hell that's no good no it's true right My life's a mess, I can't, you know, I've got anxiety, I've got fear, you know, but... You hear what I'm saying? Because this is the real stuff that God wants to get a hold of. Because He doesn't want us to live out of it. He wants to live out of peace, right? And so, the more we live in the secret place and abiding there, right, the more supernatural stuff will begin to happen. I, I promise you that. The more you live in that place of the secret place, the more you live there, that's what happens. So then... Back to 1423. I know, I'm bouncing all around. It's okay. It'll all come together at the end. Jesus answered and said to him, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word. And my Father will love him, and we will come to him, and we will make our home in him. Guys, this is what it's about. It's about him making a home. And he needs to move everything. Come on, you need to move all the furniture out so he can make home. You gotta move all the furniture out of there, right? Right? Fifteen twenty six. but when, him the, when the Helper comes, he'll send you, whom I shall send from the Father, the Spirit of truth who proceeds out of the Father, he will testify of me. And so here we go. We got this, the Holy Spirit who's coming from Jesus, but it's the very Spirit of Jesus, the very Spirit of God that's coming to dwell inside of us and live inside of us. And then he, the Holy Spirit wants to produce that fruit in our lives, right? So remember what the fruit is now. Now, I started thinking about this, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, or long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So I started looking at this list, and this is for me. I just started looking at the list, and you guys can look at the list. I'm not going to take an account of your stuff, but I'm going to say this, that any place we're living out of anxiety, we're not living in peace. So if I could draw a diagram, wish I could a whiteboard would have been held it's okay you have all these things right God just p- make pretend it's a spoke on the wheels right so here's here's peace right oh this is good this is perfect because it's freedom right so if peace is if this is the center and that's your spirit right freedom and you got peace over here or maybe it's in here Or maybe it's close here. You see, what I'm saying is, if this was all spokes, and I wish it was, for illustration's sake, I just feel like every one of those things either opens or closes your spirit. Do you understand what I'm saying? So if I've got long suffering somewhere, if I've got no patience, and it's real close, come on, it comes real close, and it closes off the flow of the Holy Spirit. If I've got no love, if I'm always come on. If I'm always angry, from if if whatever it is, if it could be whatever that blocks love. If I'm always protected and I can't release love, come on. If I'm always come on, faithfulness, faithfulness. Come on, if everything I begin to do, I don't follow through. Uh-oh. See what I'm saying? So it's more than just an experience with the Father, because I want an experience with the Father. But I know He wants to come in on our stuff, and He wants to take care of, come on, the place where we're not faithful. The place where, come on, I'm in fear or anxiety. He wants to take care of that place to open it out of the way. Because those are the things that block, if I could just put it in in a, if I could draw it, I would but I feel like it closes up the areas in our lives so that the Spirit of God does not flow through. So if I've got anxiety, if I've got all those things that are blocking and closing the flow, it's like this. Do you want to try and get the Holy Spirit through one of those, um, you know those coffee straws? You know, they're like the tiniest straws ever. Yeah, Yeah. man, they just, you know, you don't want to drink your coffee like that. You'll never get anything. Do you want to live out of that flow? Or do you want to live out of the flow of just, let's just talk about, you know, the pipes. Just just feed, no, no, just feeds the city. Come on. Which flow do you want? I mean, really, that's a good illustration because the Lord wants to, he doesn't want this thing choked off. He doesn't want your life choked off. you hear what I'm saying. You got it? Because I really feel like that is something that he's trying to get at with the church. That's the fruit I'm talking about. If I don't have, if I'm not walking, in, and I'm not saying, "Come on, we have to walk in perfect everything." Although he says, going will be perfect like my heavenly father's perfect." That means that you have the ability to do it. That's what I say. Again. Jesus says, "Go for it." Right? Because he wants you to live out of a perfect flow of the Holy Spirit. He doesn't want you to live choked up. Come on, being hindered by stuff in your life that I'm telling you, he's just going after that stuff. So the power of God is going to flow. Self-control. Come on. I I come unglued in certain situations. You know what I mean? I'm not saying I do, but I do. Wherever you're, come on, self-control, gentleness, where we're harsh. Mmm. God wants that. He wants that. And I'm not saying this to pour condemnation because there is no condemnation in Christ Jesus, right? But this is what happens. Romans 12, we go back. I just go back to the altar and slay the thing. You know, I know he did it once and for all. But sometimes you just got to lay it on the altar. You got to lay that as a perfect, perfect sacrifice because he says this, take up your cross. That's the flesh that I'm talking about. Take up your cross where it's not affecting, where you're not, come on, connecting with me and you're not moving in that that part of the fruit of the spirit. Then I'm telling you, the Lord's after it. So we're going to surrender all that tonight because it's communion night and we get to just leave it before the altar and then you're going to walk in victory after this. It's just going to be supernatural. And don't think he's not going to test you. Come on, because he'll test you tomorrow. He'll test you when you walk out the door. Right? He will. So the Holy Spirit, I just want you to realize this, that he is a responder to faith. I don't know why he spoke that to me this afternoon. He says, I respond to faith. And we all know that, but when he's, you know, he just starts speaking clearly. I'm a responder to faith. When you believe that I'm going to touch that part of your life, when you believe that I'm going to come in and totally eradicate that bad fruit from your life, come on, there's good fruit and bad fruit, and he's going to prune all the stuff that he doesn't want. He's going to prune it. Snip, snip, snip. Right? And so John, he says this. So believing and receiving just all these things. I'm just going to pound this because... Here we go. It's all about this. these words. Whatever you ask in my name. That's what we're going to ask tonight. God, we're asking in your name. Ready? We're going to go through a couple of scriptures again. That's all repeats. It's all repeats. Because in those three chapters, and I, I, I would... If you go through John 14, 15, 16, and 17, it gives you a... Of course, John was the lover of God. Come on, he was his best friend. But it gives you an amazing picture of the Holy Spirit and how that works in your life. How he wants to come to you. How he wants to be the paraplete, He wants to be next to you. He wants to live with you. And he wants to abide with you. This whole thing of abiding, right, is out of friendship. Like, I don't know. I was just reading it today and I'm like, wow, it all rolls together so crazy. And the Lord is speaking the abiding Abiding me, and it all sounds good in the Sunday school story, but it's about abiding and grabbing hold of Him as a friend because He wants to be your friend. The Holy Spirit wants to be your friend. He wants to be your friend more than you know He wants to be your friend. That's why I'm saying the deposit of an eternal God inside of you is the most. I keep. It's amazing. Eternity lives inside of you. The eternal God that created the universe lives inside of you and you wake up with him every day. And I think the church is oblivious to this, honestly. Because we live in the soul. We live in the flesh. We live in, "I I I want, I want, I want, I want, I want, I want. It's true. It's true. And God knows you want. John 14, 12. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me and the works that I do, we read this already, right? I love this verse because I want the greater works. I want, I want. Greater works than these he will do because I go to the Father. So you have the Holy Spirit living inside you. Then he says, 13, whatever you ask in my name, that I will do. That the Father, why? Why is he going to do what you ask him to do? That the Father will be glorified. Why do we want revival? Why am I praying and why am I crying out for awakening? Because the Father will be glorified. The Holy Spirit will be glorified. Not Miles, not Al, not Lisa. God, right? So He says that I'll be that the Father may be glorified in the Son, and you're a Son, and you're a Bride. If you ask anything in my name, I'll do it. He did it again, right? Two in a row, right? John 15, 16. You did not choose me. I give you, don't ever say I don't preach Bible. (laughs) You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go forth and bear, what? Fruit. That your fruit should remain. That whatever you ask in the name of the Father and in my name, he may give to you. Come on, that's so good. That means you can't lose. That means whatever you believe in God for, he's going to bring it to you because you don't have a soulish, come on, you don't live in the soul realm and you don't prophesy out of the soul realm and you don't, come on, believe for miracles out of the soul realm. You believe in God because your spirit man is going to be bigger tomorrow than it was today. And that when you do that, he's going to give the things you ask because he's a good dad. And he loves you. Right? Amen. Okay, I'm checking. John 16, 23 and 24. And in that day, you will ask me nothing. Most assuredly, I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give to you until now. You have asked nothing in my name. Ask, you will receive, and your joy will be made full. So I have to ask you this question. Why does he have to reiterate almost six times to them, to you, to me? Because I've read it over and over and over and over again. And I just looked at it and I'm like, today I'm like, he must tell me seven times, believe what you're asking for and it's gonna happen. If you believe, why is it going to happen? You. Because you have the incarnation. You have Jesus Christ. You have the power. You have the f- glory of God inside of you. And the very substance that created the whole entire universe is living inside of you. So we wonder why when we speak things and, come on, negative things. Stop. When we speak negative things... Stuff doesn't happen. It's because of our language, and you were created. You hear that? Turn me down a hair or something. The Holy Spirit wants to come on you to realize that the power of God that's inside you activates things. It's not new age. It's this, come on. It's the kingdom. That when you speak things, things are supposed to happen. When you pray for the sick, they're supposed to recover. When you're praying for guys that have, come on, diseases or women with diseases, when you're praying for someone that has severe depression and anxiety, or when you're praying for a heroin addict, come on, that we've got to believe that God's going to release a, a, a grace that they're going to be able to walk in truth and in light and God's going to take the blinders off and he's going to unveil things so that people all of a sudden are walking free amen. it's okay. a key amen So we need a miracle mentality. What's well, a miracle mentality. It's realizing that the creator of the universe is living inside of you. So I'm going to reiterate again that when you ask something from the Father and you begin to declare it, because Jesus told me seven times in three chapters or six times in three chapters, ask and believe and you'll see it happen because my Father wants to do it. Why? So my joy will be made full. So when you begin to do those things, all of a sudden we have to believe. Number one, how do we have a miracle mentality? We believe. You believe what this word says. You believe what Jesus just told you five times, six times, seven times. Because it's not just there. All through the Gospels, I'm, I'm going to start going and looking at how many times he told us to ask, pray, and receive. There's something in it because he doesn't just say it again and again and again and again and again, and again so that the church will be powerless. He says it so that we will somewhere, it will stick on this gray mass. <laughs> Better yet, stick in the fire of your, of your man. Come on, in the inner man. And so we believe, the greatest thing that saw, we saw miracles in, in the Philippines or any other place, <laughs> this kid down in Boston, he expected. I don't know what he just expected. Why? Because I had a word of knowledge. Right? Because the Lord gave a word of knowledge. It's crazy. And so you have to declare it. You have to say it. You have to say it. You have to speak it. You have to say something. And God wants to download things to us, and he wants to download the deep things of God. It's the thing that heaven wants to release to you so that you can really release the kingdom of heaven in your life. Because it's not just about... It's going to be, right, believe, expect, and then receive... And then what do we do? We give it away. Because you cannot keep it. Right? And so we give freely what we've been given. So my favorite verse on the planet, Ephesians 3.20. Now to him who's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask, think. I'm going to throw imagine in there. According to the power that works in us. Amen. Who's working in you? the Spirit of God. So we just declare, come on, the goodness of God. We declare He wants to see people set free. You watch your language. You don't speak negative things. You don't wham, wham, You know what happens when people whine? Not much. I'm telling you, the opposite begins to happen when we start whining. Start, you know, whining about our, you know, Talking about this one, talking about that one, talking you talk, talk, talk. You know what? It was funny, I was starting to think I was going through a list that John Paul used to give about spiritual disciplines and one was solitude. I was thinking, Oh my goodness. Imagine if you were just somewhere and you were just quiet for like three days. Never mind not eating. Silence. Quiet. Something like You gives you tune you in to the Holy Spirit. And there's spiritual disciplines that He's wanting us to do. It's not just fasting. It's like zip, shut your mouth. No, really, guys. Because the negativity that we don't even realize, we just go and go and go and go, it just brings death to our situations. So I'm gonna leave on a high note that the Holy Spirit wants you to just speak and declare and believe so that we can release what he's given to us i'm telling you we're a prophetic generation and your words have power Thank you. and he's wanting to come on he's trying to move all the bad fruit because i'm telling you when the bad fruit gets out of the way and we begin to walk in the fruit of the spirit in the fullness of the fruit of the spirit because i think we can do that i know he's transforming us yes will it happen in a day i believe it wants, I, want, I want it to happen in a day it's the the thing is, we don't get fed up with ourselves enough. No, seriously. And so the love of God is just really, he wants to pour out amazing things on our lives. He's just waiting for us to move the stinking fruit. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly. It's way beyond what I could ever ask a thing. He wants to do way beyond. Wave you. And so the Father wants to do that for us tonight. So Tori, help me. Maybe Joan Marie, help me. So what we're doing tonight is we're having a great big funeral service. It's the most, It's going to be the most wonderful funeral service you've ever been in. This is okay? Six. It says that as they were eating, Jesus took the bread, and blessed it, broke it, and gave it to his disciples. He said, Take ye, this is my body. And then he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you, for this is, the, this is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for many for the remission of sin. But I say to you, I will not drink this fruit of the vine until from now on, until the day when I drink it new in my father, in my father's kingdom. So he speaks, he gives us this truth that this is a, right here, this is our this is signifying his body. Right? And really the whole picture is that. He was going to the cross. And he just informed them that what was about to happen. And so tonight we just talked about all these things. And the Lord really wants us to just partake of his flesh. Partake of the blood of the covenant. Right? That we be renewed in our spirits tonight. Because after this, everything went crazy. They did this, everything went crazy. They took Jesus and they beat him. Is anything we're holding on to, we give that to Jesus tonight, right? If there's anything that gets in the way of him making a way in your spirit, a greater way tonight, we're just giving it over to the Lord. So let's take a look of the bread. Father, we just thank you for your, bread, your body tonight. We ask, Lord, that as we partake tonight, that... We just release a grace on our lives, Father, that we would walk in true humility, Father, fulfilling all that you spoke to us. Father, we, we believe for the greater. And Lord, we ask that as we partake of, of your body, Lord, our flesh will get out of the way. And we believe you tonight, Father, that something supernatural and substantial will take place. And we love you and bless you tonight and thank you. In Jesus' name. us from every single thing, every bit of sin nature, Father, you've absolutely cleansed us, we're squeaking clean, and when we wake up in the morning, we rejoice because you're inside of us, we love you and bless you and thank you, we thank you for the power of the covenant, Father, tonight, we thank you for the power of the blood of Jesus tonight, we bless you, Father, we honor you tonight, in Jesus' name, We ask that you Holy Spirit would just become brighter and brighter inside of us. Lord, we ask for a greater touch. So tonight, I'm going to ask you, if you if you haven't received the gift. devoted to us. You're committed to us. You're married to us. We thank you for your work against our.